Welcome to the Gossip Stone podcast, where we cover the Ocarina of Time randomizer. We focus primarily on racing and the competitive scene, as well as various other related topics of the community as a whole. I am Chimpan Reeve, and joining me today is the ever-wonderful Emo Soda. How are we doing? Hello, yo. I feel a little bloated today. Um, yeah, <laughs> feeling pretty large and charged. <laughs> <laughs> the sign of a good day. It's not a bad day, for sure. It's been a pretty chill Saturday overall, so... Nice. Good for yourself as well? Yeah, yeah, I've had a good time. I did a little bit of uh, some fairly casual commentary on a, a fun little a little fun race earlier today, so that was good times. Oh? What race was that? It was um, Millie, Millie Bucks community were doing like an anti-weekly, where... All of the normal weekly checks were turned off, and all of the non-normal weekly checks were turned on. Um, yeah, I've actually I've played that before. Yeah, um, it was it was good fun. It was real good fun. Some is that, crazy... That's the current weekly settings too. Yes. Uh, so it was the complete inverse of the current weekly. And no, no, it was a really good time. There was we worked out there was only like 180 checks, um, with a hundred of those being skull tokens. So <laughs> yeah. It was, Pretty wild, but no, we had a good time. The logic was really, really fucky. Um, and yeah, generally, some some interesting stuff. A nice, cozy Saturday. And we're going to have a nice, cozy episode today. Nothing, uh, nothing. well, I see nothing too heavy. We're going to talk, be talking about mentality um, as such, so I guess it can be quite heavy. But generally, no no guests today, you know, just, uh, just me and you, a couple of bevvies, and... Uh, cheeky discussion about all things rando so should be a good time yeah we're gonna be talking a, a little bit more about uh, all the events that are happening as well in the community so lots of tournaments happening all at the same time it's really great to see it's really just uh every year it's getting bigger so yeah and more diverse uh getting more people involved and we're doing bigger and better things too so I feel like the the community is really growing in in great directions. Um, certainly, there's a lot more happening in general, even yeah, compared to sure. a year ago and even two years ago. It's wildly different from uh, that kind of atmosphere, but it, it's really cool to see. Yeah, I mean, Christ, I scroll down on our little uh, topic sheet, and I community tournament updates almost an entire page just on its own. So it's like, you know, <laughs> if you go back, you go back two years, and that's like one line. Saying that, oh well, yeah, someone's, someone's smelled the tournament that's about it. Season whatever. Yeah, exactly. Really so, no, it's good. It's great. Um, you know, the more people doing things, the better. Um, but as we are going to discuss, you know, if you're involved in too many of those things, does burnout affect you? So on and so forth. And as a little opening section, we're going to be talking about random age, random spawn, essentially a, a mini debate. Um, which might not be a debate if we both agree, and it might just be <laughs> both of us be like, "Yeah, yeah. you know what? This, we're we're completely right on this one." Um, but I think yeah. we'll some... <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be talking about random age, random spawn, what our preferences are. You know, what's what's good, what's bad, interesting logic works, all that jazz. Nothing, not not nothing too deep, but just a little, a, a cheeky dive into the. Uh, the paddling pool of a random age, random sport. Yeah, let's let's get started. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess for both, I guess all of these, both of us. So, which age do you prefer to start? Us? Open us up. Always child. Always child. Sir, is what I would prefer. I'm not. Um, mm. I I don't so, actually know the answer to that one. 
But you seem confident <laughs> and always child. So why always child? Yeah. Um, I've been playing lots of League lately. And for that especially, I think the best opener by far is Child Start. Of the one of two options, you know, with random age, random spawn. Uh, of course, it can vary quite a lot because not only is your age random, but so is your spawn. So your spawn can kind of make your child start really bad or really good, but also the same for your adult. Um, and, and I think overall still, though, you, you want to be child because specifically for the league settings, you need to get to Lon Lon as soon as possible and then go Deku afterwards is a really good opener and a really popular opener you see and across all the divisions really uh it just takes care of your time of the day because your starting time of the day is in the morning so you just go lon lon you don't have to worry about time of day really at all you could even go market or cac after then go deku uh, if you really want to fit in all of the the day stuff and then it all starts with going to lon lon and making sure you're not too far away from it yeah so uh, you, I, you can you can route in so many more things with it I feel that's already a bit, a bit of a, an interesting point because you mentioned League there, right? So obviously with League, it has open Deku, whereas weeklies have closed Deku. So like spawning as child is and around that area is going to be a lot more powerful. So essentially sort of vanilla spawns, if you will, a child. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're already next to Deku tree. You know it's going to be valuable. Zel Free ZL is a thing, so Lost Woods is better. Um, so I think, yeah, as League, I think it's definitely a, a real power play. And I'd agree with you. I've not actually played much, if any, League. But I'd, you know, with with League settings, I think Kakiri Forest's child is probably one of the best spawns. Um, but really in, boring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 dull as, it's dull as hell. Like, I, yeah. I've i said before, I don't actually that's like it. That's why we do random spawn, because yeah. everyone got tired of that. Yes, it's for sure. literally the same thing every time. Yeah, um, but... Um, but you just go from Mido's to Deku, and you got to buy stuff in the shop too, because shops aren't on in League. So mm. it's a lot of consistency, a lot of checks early on. It's all Sphere Zero for the most part. Uh, so I, if I had yeah. to like pay money to make my spawn something, I would pay for it to be Child Kakuri Forest every time. <laughs> See, I I I think I agree with you in Child. Um, mainly because just songs, songs are, songs are big. You, at least in my, in my opinion, you always want your adult one to last as long as possible in terms of just density. So if you can go from dense place to dense place to dense place as adult in your first cycle, that is, you know, it's great because that's where most of your checks are going to be for the game. So if you can just build up a small, uh, small amount of songs and a couple of items as your first child and then go into adult, it's like, it just feels much better because you're just like, okay, well, I know I can go to CAC and then I can go to Gaunt C and then maybe to Donald's Cavern. There's sort of their areas around there. It feels a lot nicer to do. Whereas if you start as adult, you're like, okay, well, I can do CAC. I'm sure I can get a song, but I can't do much more than that. I'd much rather be here with bombs so I can do more of my adult and, or with a bow or something like that, maybe with ZL. And if you don't find it there, you're just like, well, I'm just going child anyway. Hell, even if I do start things, I'm going child anyway. So you might as well sort of skip that a little and uh, just just default as child if you can. Um, but locations is different. Uh, locations, and I I prefer starting somewhere which is difficult to get to. So for me, my prob probably my favorite spawn is Child Valley because. Valley sucks as as a place. It, it it's it's absolutely dreadful. So if you spawn there, you don't really need to make that bad decision of going to Valley and Lake. If it does turn out to be a bad decision, or if there's nothing there, you you sort of have that option removed from you because you're already there. So if I if I if I spawn in this child in Valley, I'm like, oh, this is perfect because it means I can just do Valley. It's right in front of me. I don't need to worry about whether I route it in or not, or whether I check it as adult. I can just grab a chicken, check the crate, check the waterfall, head into lake, and then I don't need to worry about it anymore, you know? And with um, with the weekly settings, especially with lake being um, a little buffed with those Deku scrubs in the grave, it's like, you know what, that's 
a pretty strong little opening because then you can just get the owl. You can go to market if you want, or if you find explosives, you can just head up from Hyrule Field and uh, head into Kakiri Forest or get the owl into Longlon or whatever. So I think that's got a lot of options to it, and it just takes away a really awful choice that you need to make. And for me, that is, that's that's my probably my personally preferred spawn. Yeah, I guess for adult spawns, can't, like we have to mention Lamon and Curry Forest's child, but like CAC is adults really good too. So yeah. it, you see a lot of people there. We'll start really far away from CAC and we'll just go straight to CAC like a firefly to a to a light outside. So mm. I, I, I guess I guess the only slight problem with that is that you can't mm. like with adult spawn. I do. I just prefer that being market like if if both of my spawns are market i'd be fine with that like both child and adult because right. if you don't have prelude and you know let's face it a lot of seeds you don't it it does suck just doing that extra walk from cac to prelude every time as adult or not having a quick way there well, so not, not only to mention time of day stuff too like yeah what it, if you don't have sons yeah. like what if you're too, way too far away that you never make the day cycle anyway for exactly like market or llama on a kukuri so um it can be kind of tough, and I can kind of see the argument towards going to adult CAC, but it's like there's so many more interesting decisions to make, so many more interesting locations to start at, too, that have a lot more logical implications, like uh, like Tent Valley is really interesting, too, mm -hmm. in general. But I think as adults, I would say, like, in CAC or... Lake, lake, lake yeah. is adult. Yeah. Oh, why lake? Because you know everyone's going to be in the middle of nowhere, and depending on the settings that you're playing, it can be more or less really good. If you play overworld, the yard doesn't really matter where you start necessarily. Oh yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> more, it's just like you're just looking for connectors and big areas that yeah. have lots of entrances. So although. You say that my mm -hmm. my the worst spawn I've ever had was was random sayings. I don't know. I I think I don't think it was a an async, a rated async. I think it was just a random uh seed that I played. And the spawn was outside Ganon's castle from the fairy, which obviously immediately fucks your time of day. It means it's nighttime automatically. And your exit from OGC is Kakariko. So you're immediately Night Cac as adult. Night Cac as adult sucks because you can't do, uh, you know, can't open the shops, can't do Anju, can't do shooting gallery. And the, the exit to, to, um, to Graveyard was the Lost Woods to Goron City entrance. So that I was completely stuck there. Couldn't go through, no explosives. And the other exit to Death Mountain Trail came out at the top of Death Mountain Trail where the owl lord is. They go on at the ferry. So that was one of the worst spawns I've ever had because it meant that you couldn't easily get to daytime Kakariko. <laughs> and turns out the ocarina was on Anju and it just meant that you didn't find that ocarina for unless you specifically waited at the top of Death Mountain Trail when you went out for almost two minutes. You were fucked because you just you're like, all right, well, I'm just gonna go down, I'll check my other entrances and whatnot. But the best and like the best thing to do was to stand there and wait literally two minutes to go back into Daycat. That was the worst one I've ever had. And any spawn that's outside Gamma's Castle absolutely sucks. Just because it absolutely ruins your time of day. Yeah. OGC start just sucks every yeah. time. You think 100%. it's good. You think it's good. Like the first time you get it, you're like, okay, this is all right. I can see the the merits of this play. And it's no 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 no. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad, dude. Uh you can't like save scum ever. Uh oh. it's like just a huge pain in the ass, even more so than normal. It's great if you start with Suns. You know, if you start with Suns and Ocarina, no problem. It's if anything, that's probably one of the best spawns. Because you can check the fairy whenever you want. You don't need strength three. You can just go anywhere, play Sun Song, don't need to worry about time of day anyway. Happy days, you spawn next to the bridge. But if you don't have that, and that's quite likely, 
you're you're just in uh, just up for a world of pain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise, I don't have many least favorites. That was definitely the worst I've ever had. But I think I think yeah, long long back at the back of the fucking the 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 tower. That is that's pretty dreadful one. Just because you have to haul ass so much, you know, you've got to spend at least a minute leaving long long ranch every single time. If the settings are against you, you're gonna have to do that fucking like nine or ten times a race. And Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that blows. Um, but domain is quite fun. Like the, the logical information in in uh, inclinations of uh, spawning in adult domain is always is always a treat. So like, oh okay, well ZL can be a nice. I can get there maybe straight away. King's Aura skip now that it's legal in uh, essentially all forms of racing, you can do that straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's a fun one. Uh, I've never seen it. Sorry, I've never had it, but I have seen it once. The uh, the spawn on the the graveyard warp pad. That's uh it's an interesting one. I've never I've never Good had it. Happen to you. Yeah, you don't need Nocturne necessarily in that yeah. scenario. But like every time I've had it, it's always been Stone Shadow you don't need. So Yeah. It, it's hard to get specific spawns like that because there's so many of them. And, and where you can start. You can't start everywhere, of course. Uh there are some locations you just can't start at. Yeah. Because logically you just wouldn't be able to get anywhere. <laughs> So you can't you can't be at Colossus, for example, which is not a thing. Unfortunate. I mean, yeah, kind of unfortunate. But if you had like Dungeon ER, Overworld ER, then it's not so bad. But yeah, I I do think it's quite unfortunate because I think, and this is this isn't a slander if the people that make the logic, but if the logic was smarter, you could spawn there. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're if your song in Colossus and you had a, if you started with Ocarina, the song of Colossus was like Prelude or something like that, or Nocturne, which just got you back to the, the main area. I think that'd be really fun. I think it'd be really fun to just be able to spawn anywhere as long as logically you could get out of that place. You know, if, if, if the song in Colossus made you leave, that's great. If you spawn in Fountain and, you know, you could get an item that helps you out in ice. Or there's a bottle on the, the, the fountain of hot uh, iceberg, and you have to go through ice to get prelude or something. That'd be really cool. It'd be really fun. Like an interesting little quirk. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of a shame that can't happen, because it'd be really interesting. Ooh, kind of cool. Maybe in the future. Yeah, maybe something to badge the devs about in the future. And about do it for the random spawn age discussion. That was fun. Yeah. Um, on to the community tournament updates. Multi worlds is still happening. They're in Swiss round five. So f- round five out of six total. Mm-hmm. So How's every team? team gets to play 16, uh, six rounds. How's mine doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, this is round five. So we're three and one right now. Nice. Uh, we're scheduled to play tomorrow as of this recording on a Sunday. Uh, feeling pretty good about it. It's going to be against, I think, J-Bone's team. So it's J-Bone, Daredevil, and... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we were we were against them in our first race. Oof. They uh, smashed yeah. us to pieces. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to happen at some yeah. point. Everyone, They're a good but, team. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. I think going into it, we're feeling pretty confident. We drafted really basic settings, so here's the settings we drafted. I wanted CSMC, so we, I turned that on first pick. Good thing. And then they locked Deku open and Dungeon ER to off, because our last race was Dungeon ER. And I think we picked it. So then I said, no scrubs, no shops. And Daredevin's last pick was locking card to vanilla. <laughs> and he's like, wait, I should have thought about that a little bit more, maybe. Uh, whatever. I mean, yeah, you I don't need to do anything anyway. Kind of lost a pick there. If your last pick is locking something to vanilla, it's kind of pointless, right? Um, pride thing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they sound sounds fairly basic. Our last match uh, was the, perhaps the polar opposite of that. We had Oof. Dungeon ER on. We had Dungeon Skulls on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, scrubs off Gerudo card shuffle. Um, shops off, which was I've never played with shops off in those things, so that was interesting. Mm. Um, and they locked in six, six reward boss key. Um, so that was that was that was good fun. Dungeon ER is always a blast. Uh, I, I we've all, all of our seeds have been fairly funky settings. We my team have been we've been trying to elongate the seeds as much as possible and just be like, you know what, we've we're not too bad execution wise. Let's just try and stretch out the seeds, make it so that they the other team have to you know do really heavy lifting with execution and find more items and stuff and. Uh, yeah, we had a we had a good race uh, on was yesterday. Actually, we did that. It's good fun. Trying to make your settings garbage. I mean, the set like again, I, I've I've really enjoyed the settings. I, I found Dungeon ER was um, the other team wax. They picked uh, Dungeon ER. That was a surprise, but it was it was good. That was first and pick. Yeah, that, their first pick was Dungeon ER on. Um, That's pretty wild. Bold. But I, hey, I loved it. I, as soon as they picked it, I'm like, all right, I'll go, I'll go balls deep too. Gerudo card shuffle, <laughs> uh, dungeon skulls on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think, I that's always how it goes. That's always how it goes with those multi world drafts. Like, either start off really simple and like slam them in the end. Like if you, have, yeah. especially if you have last pick, it's really great sticking them to them. Um, depending on what how it goes and what they pick, but. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with the drafting process. It's just been a ton of fun. Our last match was CSMC on. We went first pick again. It's just kind of our strat as a team. It's just nice, and we know that we can save as much time as possible compared to some teams who might open up a lot more or maybe every single small chest. So, um, And then we also picked six med bridge and skull sanity off. And then... Uh, we picked Open Fountain, No Scrubs, and then they picked Dungeon ER. And that was Temi, DG, Barka, and Kerox that we beat, so... Good team, so that's a good win. Uh, yeah, it's a pr- pretty solid win, but definitely w- we weren't expecting to win, and we just kind of beat all of them, clean swept them. Yeah, 3-1 is a pretty good stance to have at this point. Yeah, I feel good about our chances. Uh, yeah. Assuming this next one goes well, then we'll go against a really good team next round, and it could go either yeah. way. But if we win that, yeah. we probably make the top eight. So it's going to say if you take four one into the last round, that's uh, that's really good. We're we're two and three at the minute. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. We can, we yeah, you know we joined. Lot, uh, I feel like we could possibly get there. It'd be really close. Yeah. They have good tiebreakers, I think. Yeah, there'll probably be some tiebreakers. We really hyped. Yeah, the, the, the people that get caught out are gonna set, be really sad, but that's the way tournaments go. Yeah, generally. it's the way it goes. Can't all make it, and I, I dare say a lot of people joining the modern world are just joining it for some fun. Something oh. I've not seen, and I'm actually really happy I've not seen it. Um, I think Sponge in particular said that this would be a thing. I'm glad it isn't. Was that like most teams have just continued playing, even though they've no chance of qualifying. Most teams have just wanted to play. You know, there's this one yeah. to have fun and have a good time, and that's been great. I think I... The 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 uh, the organizers really had a a great hold on the community. Uh, this opinion then on that, like they, that's basically what they said and why they went in Swiss setting or Swiss um, uh, matchups instead of uh, single elimination purely. This time was because it allows teams to stick together the whole time, get yeah. more team unity. Uh, cohesion get better really um so if you don't play you don't get better so yeah and i think that's that that's come real true it's like with my team like we started off just our first seed we just sort of went into it and no real prep or practice or anything like that now we've got like a proper item tracker that we're all using and you know we're talking about mm-hmm. strats beforehand and routing decisions and whatnot and we know what to do and what not to do and yeah it's just it's it's been great fun just playing with some friends and you know my my team like my, my two friends retired from rando like after like season two so they haven't played for a while but it's just been really good fun just just sort of jumping into the game again and having a good time with each other and properly like competing but not but you know there's nothing on the line so there's no pressure so mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's been a, it's been a real treat props to props to the organizers of Molly world who have put together a really fun 
uh, season two. So bring on season three. Yeah, and all without Multiworld 2.0. We're all still alive. We're <laughs> still waiting for it, but mm-hmm. uh, don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon, at least as far as the tournament's considered. So no. there, there were some questions like, oh, what if we switch mid-tourney? Like, uh, it's like, ah, oh, that doesn't look likely at this point, but it is coming soon. Uh, I would say probably this year sometime is probably the most conservative guess. Uh, but next couple of months, but that's what they said a couple of months ago. So who knows? Uh, Random Settings League is having its season three bracket phase uh, for the league, and I'm out now. So is Chimp. Yeah, I'm also out. Two losses in a row. Yep, I won the first round and lost to Hamsda, and then I lost to Mario. It's a pretty brutal way to get out of the tournament, but I think they're going to go both pretty far, if I had to guess. So yeah, they both did really I'm well. Rooting for, I'm rooting for both of them at this point. Yeah. I uh, I got eliminated in, from round one by Zeros because I don't know Shadow Master Quest and <laughs> lost yeah, like 20 funny. minutes dying because it was fucking quad damage. Um, and lost second race, just blundered. It was a uh, fair play to Nopongs who, who played well. Um, just... I really wish Mario got plentiful against Zeros because him losing to Zeros just screwed my whole bracket. <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, now you're facing the losers round three. It's like, oh no, what yeah. the fuck? Get out of here, Mario. It was a surprise. Like, I felt good because I lost to someone who beat Mario. I was like, oh, nice. This makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, and then Zopar beats him anyway. It's like, yeah, that's so fun. Ah, no mind. Whatever. But, but no, it's going strong. And uh, races are coming thick and fast for for the brackets. And there's been a few today that have been really hype. I look forward to catching up with um, What the Hell's V Cola. I've not, I, I know that's, uh, uh, I've not watched been it. Watching it. Been watching I, it as we have been discussing uh, the yeah. whole time. I've, uh, do, you wanna, I've not, do you want a live update? No, I don't. No, I don't, wanna, I don't want a live update. No, no. I've, uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. I'm just gonna pop both three pop both streams up and just watch that casually and see how it goes. But all it's I know one. is it's a long one. Like I saw the chat when the the match went when the match went live, and pretty much the first thing I read was, "Wow, this is absolute hot garbage." So uh, <laughs> maybe later. <laughs> I look forward to that one. Uh, do you want to know what time they're at? Um, it must be like six hours by now, right? No, they're at four forty-five. Four forty-five. All right, that's not too bad. Four hours forty-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, not four minutes forty-five seconds. Uh, yeah, they've been going for a while. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of cool matches in the bracket phase already. Uh, uh, let's get the bracket up here real quick. Yeah, we're basically moving on to round. For solidly for winners this week, this coming week. Uh, and yeah, what the hell is Cola is a matchup in this round. Hams already beat Kazo. Uh, they they aggressively scheduled uh, a couple of days ago. We got Zopar v Vodzilla. That's going to be a really cool one. I think it'll be really close too. They're both great yeah. players. I think Vodzilla is going to come out ahead though, uh, just due to execution and routing. Um, Rob Dog's waiting for his next victim. Um, Riley and Fabio have to play, and the winner of that unfortunately feeds on to Rob, um, who will probably eat whoever appears for the next <laughs> few rounds, but that's okay. Um, here's the, the one seed, probably the best player in the bracket overall. And on to losers, uh, still playing a few. There's one or two in round two, I think, that are being played this weekend, question mark? Yeah. This how the like, how like is currently happening, I think? That finished. Oh, is that finished? Yeah, cool. You want to know the result? Yeah, yeah go for it. My teammate won. Tiris with the win. Hell yeah. Nice. So now he's going to move on to face FQ in round three, and we'll see if he also loses in round three like me, or if you can... <laughs> Go a little bit further, hopefully. Um, it's definitely a player that's gotten a lot better since joining the multi-world team with uh, Zopar and I. And but, I think we're all pretty strong players, so in our own respects. Yeah, but I guess the surprise loses bracket entrant is Timmy. 
who is currently I don't know sitting, what saying. Yeah. <laughs> currently sitting and loses round two. Well, Sly, Sly fucking killed him. I mean, yeah. Sly destroyed him. Sly almost yeah. beat what the hell's too the next round after that. And unfortunately, didn't quite get there. Uh, thought it was plentiful, so did a couple things that he wouldn't have otherwise, but needed a hammer on a, a knight child skull and didn't get it until like three and a half hours. So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, there's been lots of interesting seeds. At the start of this season three, there were a lot of Triforce Hunt seeds so we were kind of oh, jokingly fuck. calling it the triforce hunt tournament because it was 50% yeah it was rolled. unbelievable how many triforce hunt seeds there were like round, round I, I got one myself almost, as well round, almost, round two was almost exclusively triforce hunt like it, it's almost imagine a tournament like that has like a, a variable uh, settings like that that'd be really cool like round one is this round two is triforce hunt round three is oko or something That'd be cool, right? Like if you like like force on a setting, but it's still uh, RSL or something. Yeah, I'll take that. That'd be an interesting format to certainly explore. But uh, I think the best best shot at winning here. Well, I, I think I had Timmy predicted as the winner. And I think he can still get there. He's going to have a real pain in the butts pass to get there. Because right now, winning a winner bracket match right now is effectively winning two matches and losers is the equivalent. So if you get sent to losers, you can get to the end, but you'll be so tired and fatigued that it's like every winner's bracket match, every win that you get from that is just so impactful on your tournament life. Um, especially when there's 41 people in the bracket. Yeah. And they've already got, that. they've already got some big names ahead of them. You've got Maraxis in this round, who is no slouch. You've got Melrose in the next round, who's been doing really well with RSL. And then because of just how fast the winner's bracket has been going, we don't know the opponent after that, but we do know Keizo is the run after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh yeah they've got a, one hell of a line to uh to trade well, loser loser of sixty three which is going to be Rob and then either Riley or Fabio moves on to face the winner of Mario versus the winner of Kirox and J Bone so like mm. uh very possible Mario walks away and three people are dead but you know it's a tournament <laughs> like yeah. the tournament's so big too it's amazing and and great to watch but. It's also terrifying as a participant. Uh, it's just so much more pressure than than I'm used to. Yeah, it's been really fun though. Like it's um, unlike normal standard settings. I never feel like I have much of a chance because I'm normally up against people who are much better than me. But with random settings, it's like sure. I know that I'm probably the weaker player execution wise, but with just just on the basis of random settings, things can happen and routing decisions can make a lot bigger a difference. So you feel like you've got more of a chance of winning and it's just, it's a, for me, it's a nicer feeling as someone who's not like on the higher end of the skill level. Um, I, I really enjoy participating in RSL because it's, it's, it's just fun. You don't know what you're going to get. And it's uh, just a bit plus to fuck really. And yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And I think my favorite settings preset right now is still league. Um, it's effectively season three with season four quality of life changes. Yeah. And four med bread instead of two med, but I think it's like one of the more well-rounded settings presets. And I think the lack of tricks really helps it actually, rather than hinders it. It's a little bit more to think about sometimes and you can get caught up with some, by some pretty dumb seed layouts. Uh, I rolled one last night that Tyrus and I uh, messed around in and that was uh, an experience. <laughs> say the least like you can have these large clusterfuck seeds with league but you can also have really fast seeds too is uh it's been great seeing that variability in seed uh layout and structure and i guess just to to move on to league we're past the halfway mark in terms of uh matches for this first initial season of league um one less than a month before the end of the season which is august 8th which is now about 20 25 days away um so yeah, so uh, that's been going well. There's been lots of matches. It's been, uh, you know, especially some of the top divisions that have been absolutely smashing through some of that. So that's been great to see. 
Um, we won't go into a massive uh, league breakdown like because we essentially did that last episode. But yeah, it's going going well. Everyone, I think there's a lot of excitement for league and especially for next season. There'll be more people involved. There'll probably be some dropouts, but I know you know I I'm interested in joining. I know Melrose in particular is interested in joining and. You know, probably see some more names in it, so that's going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's I think it's been an overwhelming success. Um, so yeah, credit, I can't credit. wait to uh, move up the visions here. It's going to feel pretty good. <laughs> well, it's not guaranteed yet. I'm seven one with two more matches played, but Alzun has to rattle off three victories in a row, and then maybe he has a shot if he beats me and wins on tie breaks, or mm. if he loses any next match. It doesn't matter which one. He has to lose a match, and then I win nice. the division. Uh, based on me beating everyone else, only losing to him. Mm. And so for one and one, then it won't matter if he loses more than one from this point. So with five more matches left, that's still a lot of variability. So I like my chances, but I, I could lose on tiebreaks to him also. So that that might suck, but... You got my tie break right now is best time, so 233 versus his 223, which both pretty solid times for your best, your fastest finish. So, I'd, like, kind of looking up and down, like, 4B has, like, a two-hour here and there. Uh, 5B has, like, a 240, 230. So I feel like... If I face like the division four people, it'll be a much fairer matchup and I'll probably lose more, but I kind of want to get better as a player still. So I, I definitely look forward to that if that does happen with the promotion. Fingers crossed. Sounds like you've got a pretty high chance of getting that. So that's great. Oh, yeah. Um, so what else we got? We've got the one piece Triforce Hunt Blitz tournament. That was a mouthful to say. That's a. Already started, proceeded, and finished by the time we went from last episode to this episode. The qualifier for that was on uh, Saturday, June 26th, and the finals were on July 4th, which is uh, almost a week ago now. So congratulations to Dwarfs uh, and Dodoze. I don't know how to say their name properly, so that's how I'm going to say it. Um, uh, but yeah, that was... Brot and Dodoze. Okay, close, close. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that was a that was a wild ride. Um, qualifier, the first qualifier, of course, was just rush ice, as as everyone predicted and expected, and it caught a lot of people out. So that was a good time. But no, we saw some uh, saw some four hour mental seeds, and then we saw some nine ten minute jet seeds. As as is you know, it is essentially the ultimate casino. You don't know if we'll get five minutes, five hours, or not one of those things. So. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing to really sort of chew on for that one. It's you know, ultimately, it's a massive. Just go to the right place and win. There's no tactics for one piece triforce hunt, but it's cool to see a, a name win something that's not won something before. So that's that's great to see. A bra versus Mike Katz was a, a a bit of a sort of new versus old in that sense, as Mike's been around for a long time. So yeah, that was that was that was fun, and you know, I think it was. Everyone went in that with the right intentions and mindset, and just got on with it. And you know, and we're going to be talking about Blitz more soon. But um, yeah, I think it was a good time, and everyone enjoyed it. Maybe it'll happen again in the future. I know Brot's a pretty good MMR player, so seeing him yes. play OT more is is pretty cool. Yeah, spoiler for today's MMR pause if you don't want to hear it. But yeah, they broke won the qualifier today for the, okay. for the Majora's Mask. Of course, quicker. I know this is occurring in your time, but the Majora's Mask uh, qualifiers are happening as well. So a lot of people are sort of a lot of people we know are sort of in this sort of crossover for that. So it's OT adjacent. I mean, it's basically Indeed. the same. Just a ROM hack, really. <laughs> yeah. DDR, the tournament qualifiers are also proceeding as well. Uh, qual seven of eight is on tomorrow, this Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're hearing it, it's definitely too late to qualify because you need at least Three races. Uh, as of call number six, the current one seed is Dotso, number two is Sage, and number three is Exodus. And yeah, that's about all I know about the DDR qualifiers. I kind of stayed out of the way of them for the most part, just because of RSL and 
multi-world and league all happening at the same time so i yeah. just couldn't really stretch myself any further unfortunately but yeah that's um, it a way of things and then finally uh for in terms of tournaments and whatnot scrubs season three has been announced with a qualifier starting on july 31st so just over three weeks or just actually just under three weeks um so that's really hype i'm looking forward to jumping in on that one i think uh i'm always on that sort of boundary between like scrubs level and <laughs> main main level if you will so i'm I'm looking forward to participating in that one and uh, seeing how i get on yeah so. i can't wait to over qualify again and <laughs> feel good about myself so i'm looking forward to playing in it nice little ego boost yeah, I mean, it's nice comparison, too, for new players. Like, the players mm. that actually want to get better, like, I'd rather provide a comparison point for them because um, I am that player, so. That's fair. Wish there were more people like that that would have uh, maybe committed and stuck with the community over time. It, it's hard to do that long-term, too, of yeah. course. But I mean, with, to, to be fair. the change you want to see in the world, so. Yeah. To be fair, we've had some we've had some great names come from Scrubs. You know, Ryu Kane is a, a really good example of someone who came from Scrubs and is now you know, selling. Uh, Kevin also doing super well. Someone from Scrubs, Daredevil, just uh, mm-hmm. to name a few. You know, Icola and Ice Nine. Um, so yeah, there's you know, there's been some good names coming out of the Scrubs tournaments that are now really really kicking off and uh, doing well in weeklies and stuff. So it's a great place to be for, for those that want to get experience and qualifiers and some one-on-one races, which are a little less intense, but still give you a good feeling of, uh, you know, the, just the, the feeling of competition and especially with one-on-ones, you don't really get much practice of those. So yeah, should be good. Should be a good time. And, uh, new as of, as of today, as of about an hour ago, new, new race mods announced, um, which I guess is tack on to the end of this uh, section. Um, Arthur Udini, Cubs Rule 21, Felix Lloyd, uh, Goomba, and J-Bone as our five new race mods to join the already pre-existing race mod team, um, who I'm sure will have more to say about standards, weeklies, and season five, and all that jazz. So looking forward to seeing what they can all do. Congrats to the five of them for joining the team. Um, and yeah, best of luck. I actually thought about applying. I just, uh, yeah, I figured time-wise, didn't really have the commitment available yet at this point. So that's yeah, that's completely fair. And speaking really of cool, speaking of time commitment, um, I guess I'm moving on to the main topic of the episode. Um, and as as rightfully pointed out in this first sentence here, uh, there is a whole host of Ocarina of Time randomized stuff happening right now. You know, we've got the best part of five to six tournaments you know we've just finished i mean th- you know in time timeline wise we've only really come out of the end of season four of the main tournament you know there was some beta quest stuff happening and um we've now got five six different tournaments blitz comes up every now and then um so yeah there's always things happening with ocarina of time rando i know there's other people that are also planning different things even silver gauntlets don't have a main uh main sort of tournament going on right now but they're going to be planning the wrong thing um you know the help even the podcast is it's is its own thing for ring of time for me and you you know and any other guests that get involved it's just more things to be involved with um so i guess leading us in how many how many different ocarina of time randomizer things are we involved in you know i guess just for for visibility so i'll i'll, I'll start with this one it's, it's it's quite quite integral and something that's been on on the sort of forefront of my mind for for a little while in terms of just how much I'm committed to and how much I can afford to commit to. So you know I'm I'm a race mod and uh, sorry not race mod I'm a, I'm a, a a main Discord moderator in the uh, randomizer Discord. You know I was the one of the season four organizers. Um, I'm a volunteer organizer i i arrange and organize the volunteers for the weeklies and all the zsr restreams and um, i'm an organizer for the silver gauntlets i'm you know co-host of the gossip stone podcast um i participate in the random settings league i participate in the main seasons don't do league just yet there's something i'm considering you know i'm just considering joining the scrubs tournament um 
I was, and as of fairly recently, I was a restreamer as well. So yeah, there's a, there was a whole whole host of random, uh, sorry, randomizer sort of associated things that I was attached to. I've since dropped uh, restreaming. I didn't feel that I was ever in a position to help out properly, so I felt that I was just sort of there to be a name instead of actually there to be useful. So I dropped that one. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's busy. It's really busy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also a commentator and when I get time, I jump on comms. I did some comms today for a fundraise. Um, so it's, uh, it's not even a hobby at this point. I'd say Ocarina of Time Randomizer is genuinely like a, a, a big chunk of my, my free time and my, my lifestyle. Um, which I'm not going to complain about, you know, I'm, I'm here voluntarily and I'm enjoying myself, but there's a fuck ton to get involved with. And, you know, if you're, if you're really willing to put in the time and effort and, um, take advantage of, of most of the things ongoing, you could really sink a whole host of time, um, into, into this, you know, what is essentially just this, this game, this, this hobby for a lot of people. Um, so it's, yeah. <laughs> tons of stuff tons of stuff that i'm involved in personally how about you um uh, trying to find my discord roles easily oh here i am okay so in addition to the podcast um i'm also in the league the official league for randomize here i'm an RSL S3 participant, as well as a organizer and a race monitor for that, as well as league. And I help commentate weeklies, RSL restreams when those happen. Uh, pretty much anything else that I deem as being cool. Um, aside from that, I used to play in every weekly, but have since uh, gave up on that notion uh, since I've got everything going on um, in the multi-world tournaments with my team. I'm in well, just until recently, I was in the RSL tournament, but got knocked out. Um, played in a couple of blitz tournaments every now and then and play. I mean, I play the randomizer itself every single day with few exceptions so it's uh it's it's a lot on my end as well <laughs> it's, it's mostly just me forcing myself to play rando but i love it i mean wouldn't play it if i didn't want it yeah but i guess that's a that's a an important word to grasp on right it's the word force so you know it's like at what point do you have to sit there and think all right am i am i Am I doing all these things because I want to do it or because I feel like I'm kind of forced into doing it because of because I've committed myself or I've I've you know I've wanted to do something so I've I've opted in and I feel bad about not doing it, so I'll I'll force myself through it and that sort of thing. And I know this has been a case for me in the past. Um you know, and especially in, in season two, um, especially when I was I was just sort of coming into the community and I applied for uh, comms and I got accepted and I did, I was doing like some, at some point, sometimes I was doing two comms a day, you know, two, two bracket matches or qualifiers or whatever it might be. Um, and it got to like halfway through the tournament and I was like, man, I'm absolutely doing too much here. And thankfully I was at the point where, you know, and if, if I had some personal issues going on at the time as well, but I just sort of sat there, I was like, shit, I need to actually maybe do some other things for a little while. I'm spending like seven, eight hours a day just talking about Zelda, maybe two more, three more hours playing. Um, and it got a little bit unhealthy, you know, it's, uh, but you've got to kind of recognize and realize when that's happening, um, which is difficult to do if you're really enjoying something. You're you're potentially burning yourself out without even knowing about it, and it, it is difficult to identify when that's happening until it's sort of already happened. And I think that's one thing that um, on the volunteers team in particular, you know, me and Shiro and FQ and Jason Cubs, Techie up to to recently, um, we've uh, we've been really careful 
to not want to burn people out, you know. So we've been struggling for volunteers for weeklies. You know, post-season weeklies are always hard to get names and numbers for. But generally, we've been trying to be like, you know what? No, you're doing one already. You're not doing two this weekend. Even if we have to not have a weekly, you know, we'd rather not burn people out because people don't quite recognize when it's happening. And if we can kind of guide people to not do that sort of thing, um, it's probably for the best. And it's, it's, it's difficult because you're, you're kind of turning people down for a hobby that they want to do. And you sometimes you feel bad saying, no, you can't do this two times a week, even though technically everyone's a volunteer. Um, but you're kind of doing it for their own good, which is hard to tell them. <laughs> hard to get yeah, I mean, it's better for everyone involved, I think, even if you have to tell people that might be like addicted to helping uh, to just maybe not help as much. And it's about like kind of mixed signals too, right? Like it's hard to say, oh, okay, yeah, we need help, but I don't want to help too much. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's it's kind of a touchy subject too. Like, mm. uh, you know, people's time is valuable, of course. And um, it's great that you want to volunteer time towards something, but there's definitely a, there's definitely a line of like uh, healthy, non-healthy, uh, especially in rando too. It's just, yeah. it can be a really fulfilling because, well, every time it's different and you have to use your skills and your experiences before help shape your, uh, your future decisions too. So it, it's like pretty involved, but a lot of the time it can feel really good just because of that. So, uh, again, helping on the non-playing side, you can definitely get ahead of yourself a little bit with, cause you won't have physical fatigue necessarily. You'll definitely have mental fatigue though. Um, some things to look out for are like, Oh, stuttering, even like while commentating, for instance, uh, if you start doing that, you might be like nervous. You might, uh, well, just be straight up tired, you know, <laughs> like more than you realize too. I feel like mm. I, it's more tiring commentating than it is playing almost every time for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Is you just, you're on the whole time and you're trying to tell the story and, you know, sound smart, sound like you know what you're doing. Like it, it all kind of builds up like in a, in a pressure cooker there. Um, but you don't necessarily have the time to uh, take care of yourself like in the moment. So that's also another point, like why you would kind of want to limit help and, and volunteering because you don't keep track of that necessarily. And exactly how much time, how much effort you're really putting into it. It's, uh, it can kind of come up on you, uh, from behind. Yeah, and I think um, in regards to sort of racing in general, something that I was sort of understanding more and more as I was playing is that, like, when I lost, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not an amazing player. I never won anything per se. But typically, when I didn't do well at the sort of start of playing, I'd be like, "Yeah, fair enough. You know, I lost whatever." And there was a real sense of frustration building when I was entering more races and I wasn't doing well. I kept losing. At losing, um, not like losing outright, but just you know, I was coming tenth and twelfth or whatever, and I kept getting frustrated. Like, Why am I not doing better? Why am I not, you know, way better at this than I should be? And I think you've got to identify where that frustration is coming from. Sometimes it can just be you want to be better, and you want to be you know, the best, and you just need to practice more and stuff, and that's great. Other times it can just be a little bit of build up of like resentment towards what you're doing you know you're putting hours and hours into this thing and you're not improving at a rate that you want to be improving is that unhealthy and you know you kind of need to ask yourself that question i couldn't answer that for anyone that asked me but you need to think right okay am i putting the time into into this that i i should be am i ignoring other things and getting frustrated at other things and you know am i Am I being reasonable with this frustration? You know, did I put in the 10 hours of practice the other day and I, you know, I end up doing worse? Or is it a case that I think I should be doing better just because I feel a bit entitled because I've been playing for long? 
And yeah, I think there's some key signs with those sorts of frustrations that you need to think to yourself about. And, you know, if, if, if it is just from a place of wanting to improve, then that's probably okay. But if it is more of a, a jaded sense of, oh, I, I should be doing better just because, or, oh, this person's came from nowhere and now they're being me. This sucks. This is some bullshit. They're a cheater. You know? And if you, if you recognize it's more of the second one of those things, you've got time to maybe take a break, take five minutes and think to yourself, like, oh, is this, is this healthy? Should I, should I maybe take a few days off or a week off and come back after some thinking time or, or whatnot? So I definitely, definitely recommend just considering where, where a level of frustration is coming from and if you think it's reasonable or not. And hey, again, if it is and if you just want to be the best and that's, what, that's just your character and your personality, then that's fine. Um, just be careful to not go overboard and when you don't win or if you do lose, recognize that if you are really angry or annoyed at this, it's probably probably time for a small break. Yeah, I knew it was time for me to take a break from RSL. This is at the near the end of season two. I think it was in between season two and season three when I got so mad out of seat, I punched a bed frame. Huh. Um, which, you know, not a great way to take out your frustrations because the bed frame is harder than my hand. So uh, it was my right hand. And next couple months, my hand just like hurt. <laughs> Because I kept playing Rando, of course, and uh, probably fractured something, I'd imagine. But uh, well, it got better. It just took some time, but you know, couldn't go nearly as degen as I wanted to. Had to play maybe three hours a day rather than eight hours a day, something like that. So possible I was just playing too much too, and all the uh, frustrations built up too much. And you know, you don't want to have to have that happen to you either. So like, I I think. Limiting yourself to, to one seat a day is a really good way to, to handle limiting burnout, mitigating that. Uh, you, you can, of course, play more than one seat a day, but it's... Um, unless it's a different kind of... If it's the same like format, I feel like it's way unhealthier than if you play like an RSL and a League seat or a League seat and a Blitz seat or a Blitz seat and something else um, versus like two of anything the same is just bad it's almost always just universally bad much more so than like like with variety you know yeah. all right so that will do it for this week on the podcast um we'll be uh readdressing and revisiting the other mental aspects of racing ocarina of time randomizer um, and probably going a little bit in, more in-depth into Burnout as well. I uh, know the next episode will be with special guests, Spike Vegeta and Cubs Rule 21. So it should be really cool. It's going to be covering uh, Blitz settings. So, and in kind of like more of the organizer side of things, uh, they handled the first Blitz tournaments, and then we'll be talking a lot about the one Triforce piece. Uh, Triforce Hunt tournament that Chimp and Winnie both helped organize. Um, so that'll be really cool to discuss and kind of get their takes on it too. Um, so make sure to join us for next time on the Gossip Stone podcast. I've been Emo Soda with my co-host Chimp and Reeve. Uh, thanks again to Ronan Recordings and Winnie Demon. Again, our editor and scriptwriter, uh, respectively. Really, they uh, help support and make every episode come to life. So uh, thanks again, and we'll see you all next time on the Gossip Stone Podcast. Yeah.